Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Still getting over his laryngitis, but Bill, hopefully you're feeling a lot better than last week. I'll listen to you, Jason. Uh, Yes, I am feeling much better. Uh, I can't claim to be 100%, but uh, I, I am far better than I was last week. The only thing... I was hoping when I started feeling bad that I had a 24-hour bug. Uh, that was not the case, unfortunately. But uh, the, the good news is it wasn't COVID. Uh, the bad news is it's, it's gone on uh, two weeks now, and I'm almost there. Uh, there's certainly been two weekends of uh, rec- recuperation uh, that uh, helped a lot but you know so hopefully um, before the end of this weekend I will be a hundred percent that's the plan of course you know how plans (laughs) plans are don't mean a whole lot your Uh, your body may have other ideas but that's okay it's it's good to have goals in that regard And Bill, let's get into the topic at hand for today. As an elder law attorney, you know this better than anyone. There's a different set of issues that face seniors as opposed to other people. Well, no question about it. Uh, uh, Seniors uh, are a unique group. Um, We, uh, for the most part, seniors uh, uh, enjoy most of the financial wealth in the country. and and um, but and I mean in some ways uh, the first question is what's a senior you, you know the fact uh, I'll never forget and this was back in the dark ages I got my first letter from from uh, AARP you know uh, and it's sort of like welcome to the group well that was at age Fifty, and I was going, "What the heck is this? I, you know, I, I shouldn't be getting this. I'm young, <laughs> and I'm going. Why in the heck do they think I should be worried about being a senior at age fifty? I, I, and I know everybody out there who's gotten that letter felt the same darn way. It was like, "Way, this is way too premature." Uh, in fact, I would have felt the same way at age 60. Uh, now uh, that I'm 70, <laughs> I, I sort of have to say, yeah, I probably belong in that group now, uh, at least uh, on the outskirts of the group. I mean, but aging is weird. I mean, the fact is, is that... Um, some folks are extraordinarily fortunate. They look young. They feel young. In other words, healthy and the and with a wonderful young attitude. And you know um, that as a group, our health is better. Fact is, though, there's lots and lots and lots of exceptions. So there's there are folks who are in their 80s and and living extraordinarily independently and healthy and feeling good and enjoying life. And there are other folks much younger who are suffering a a real health crisis. Um, And of course, um, you know, it's not a matter of 
of who deserves it. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. It basically uh, uh, hits uh, folks unawares, and it's pretty darn scary. In fact, you know, there's so many things that are really scary that, that happen to, you know, young people as well. But seniors tend to have the higher percentage of those kinds of things. And as we reach into our late 70s, in fact, the Attorney General's office has, uh, claims it's age 78, <laughs> uh, that uh, it is normal for us uh, at that age to lose uh, brain cells, uh, which, which uh, what, what happens? It means generally that we become a little more forgetful. In other words, we're aging. Doesn't that sound horrible? So, well, actually, if you look at the alternative, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, and so obviously people do get worried about it when they start becoming more forgetful. It's like, do I have the dreaded dementia? Um, and quite frankly, more often than not, the answer is no. But there, again, there are percentages of folks that do in fact suffer from uh, dementia, and and those are the that's the saddest thing. And of course, Alzheimer's is the worst of those cases, uh, which is which we've talked about at, at some point. But the bottom line is is that um, you, you know young people think that as you get a as you get older and you retire, life becomes the golden pond, and you know you, you your life is easier uh, and less troublesome and um, and the fact is the young people just don't know what the heck they're talking about because the fact is um, having to deal with the issues health issues health insurance and becomes so complicated um, you know seniors have to deal with Medicare decisions every year year and it's complicated you you know you basically have to pick a health plan and those plans change on you every year and you know the fact is is that most of us don't know how those plans work uh and it's a time when we need good counsel good advice on those uh, you know what plans to choose and we have to deal with medications and we have to deal with doctors and doctor appointments and, you know, health issues uh, raise their ugly head as we get older. And, and folks who don't have those doctor's appointments are just lucky as they can be. So between that and then trying to figure out how to live comfortably on a budget you know, within our means, of course, is, you know, that varies with every person, every couple, uh, and, and that sort of thing. But the fact is, is that we have to juggle. And if we're in good health, we're busy as we can be. Uh, and it, it's not a matter of, oh, you don't have anything to do when you retire. The, you know, you're asked to volunteer for everything, and you have to learn to say no. <laughs> Otherwise, your life will be taken over, and you won't have any time for yourself to do the things that you want to do. 
And of course, from my perspective, uh, before we hit, uh, you know, our older years, uh, from, you know, to the degree we can afford it, it's really important that we try to accomplish as much as we can uh, on our bucket list, you know, the things that we really want to do. And that's whether it's to travel or write a book or write a blog or or just to see the neighborhood. Whatever it is, we better darn well do it because as we get older, we might not be able to do those things that we could do when we were 50 or 60 years old. Um you know, all of that makes a huge difference. Now, one of the biggest issues that, and most people have a knee jerk to this one, and and that is, where are you going to live? And, and, you know, for some folks, um, it's, I want to live near my grandchildren. It has nothing to do with the kids. It's always, where are the grandchildren? (laughs) Um, or it may be, I've lived in this community for 50 years. I want to stay put. I want to be in this house. I don't want to leave. I don't, I want to die in this house. And quite frankly, uh, that, um, is in some ways it can be the worst decision for people, not everyone. And that's what makes it complicated because, you know, all of us, to some degree, want to stay at home and the like. But the fact is, if we're alone, if we're a, a single, widow, widower, the like, um, and living alone, um, there comes a time when it's really not safe for being at home. Because, you know, one of the, the hard things ab- about getting older uh, is oftentimes we become more frail. And we start falling. And one of the biggest risks to seniors is falling. People don't realize how big that risk is. Uh, And sometimes when we're living alone, becoming frail is our own darn fault. Why? Because oftentimes people who live alone don't eat well. They nibble. (laughs) It's like, why should I prepare a full-sized meal when I'm the only one here to eat it? I'll just eat this bag of potato chips. <laughs> so, with a French onion dip, of course. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where, uh, and of course, if we eat like that for very long, uh, then obviously we're, uh, you know, we're we are assisting our own demise when it comes to that because. Uh, obviously, our diet is extremely important, too. And so there are um, uh, a lot of issues that relate to living alone uh, uh, as we get older and more frail. And, of course, uh, another big issue, and I know you, you, we have to um, cut it off, but another big issue, quite frankly, is loneliness. Because if we're not healthy enough to get out and about, go to church, uh, visit our friends, uh, go play golf, or go do whatever it is you like to do. But getting out of the house and seeing people and being around people, if you're getting to a point where that's really not in your uh, ability to do it, it becomes very lonely. You know, you don't get visited very often, uh, and sometimes not at all. 
And loneliness can lead to depression, and depression becomes pretty serious, and then the whole world gets worse. So anyway, uh, one of the things that I do talk about as a better option for a lot of folks to consider uh, is independent living. And so I I want to spend some time this morning talk about independent living and why uh, certain people should actually consider it as a viable option. There's a lot of benefits and we're going to get into those. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about Bill, you can go online to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. If you want to learn more about Bill or if you'd like to schedule an appointment with him, maybe you need to see an elder law attorney or maybe you need to have some documents set up or reviewed, WGALaw.com is the best place to go. That's also where you can go to learn more about Bill's free webinars. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. If you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance, financial assistance that may be available to you through Medicaid or veterans benefits, WGALaw.com is where you want to go. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Bill also has another seminar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. Again, if you want to learn more about these subjects, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button. These are currently in the form of webinars, which you can attend from the comfort of your own home. It's free to do so. It's free to register, free to attend. All you need is a device with Internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. Just head on over to WGALaw.com to learn more. Or if you want to call the office, that phone number is 919 256 7,000, 919-256-7,000. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're about to get into a discussion now on the advantages of independent living. And this is an important conversation because, as you were saying towards the end of last segment, that you know, a lot of us have goals with where we want to be in our senior years, whether, as you said, it's being near the grandchildren or staying at home. But I don't think many people set out saying, you know, independent living's where I want to be. Well, that's true. In fact, uh, during this COVID crisis, it's even been a negative. You know, it's like uh, we're safer at home than we are in a, a community. Uh, but, but the fact is, is that during normal times, and in fact, I think we're back to normal time, or sort of close to normal times at this point, where um, it, it's it's kind of thing where, well, first of all, from my perspective, who should really be looking at independent living versus staying at home? Uh, and it's not everybody. You know, uh, independent living is not for everyone. Uh, there are some folks who would just not like it at all. But um, there's some folks who actually need it in a lot of different ways. And 
So the first is, now, if, if your lifestyle has not really changed, you're still doing everything, you're happy, life is good, um, you're, um, at, you're eating well, taking your meds if you have them, those kinds of things, then I would say stay the course. But uh, there are an awful lot of singles, and oftentimes it's a widow or widower, um, you know, they, they're accustomed to have some, uh, a spouse around. They're, they're um, accustomed to having somebody help them and them helping th- their spouse. And then they lose their spouse and they don't have that support system built in anymore. Uh, and they don't have that companionship anymore. Uh, and for a lot of folks, particularly those who enjoy socialization, um, they're at that point home alone, and that is not necessarily a good thing. Um, and so for those folks, that's sort of a no-brainer to at least consider it. Uh, also for uh, singles, um, and particularly Orphan clients, uh, and who are my orphan clients? Those are folks who are single, not married, no children, and really no family that's available. In other words, it may be because you have no siblings anyway, and so you really don't have, you know, your, your parents are deceased, you have no siblings, and you don't have a spouse, and you don't have children. Uh, that's my definition of, of an orphan. But some folks do have a child or grandchild, but they live overseas or across the country or, uh, you know, you might get a call from them, but they're not really there in a way that can support you, you know, that, that sort of thing. And that, of course, is more common. So from my perspective, those clients um, or a, a client that just simply wants an easier lifestyle where they don't want to have to do the housework, the yard work, all the maintenance that goes into maintaining a, a home, uh, particularly those who have, for the most part, accomplished their bucket list, you know, and they're not, they, they want an easier lifestyle. They're not looking to travel much anymore, th- those kinds of things. Or, and this is another biggie, uh, a, a married couple where one of the spouses is struggling. In other words, you're a, you're at least a part-time caregiver. It's more than just uh, making sure your spouse is wearing decent clothes <laughs> and, and eating well and, and doing what they're supposed to do. It's a matter that they really need some assistance. And this can be because your spouse... Uh, has dementia. It could be because your spouse um, has other medical issues, or they're very frail, or they, um, or, or the like. Well, the fact is, is that if uh, you can afford independent living, and one of the folks, one of the things that folk, so many people do not realize, is that particularly in this area, we have so many options. We have, we have independent living facilities that there's no cost to get into, uh, and it's just a month-to-month payment, just like an apartment. Uh, with a, and you can leave with 30 days' notice uh, in almost every instance. Um, 
And so some are very modestly priced, and others are very, very expensive. They are designed for wealthy folks who can afford to pay anything. Uh, and, of course, but the bottom line is is that they all generally give you a nice place to live that's safe. In other words, there's, uh, you know, call buttons 24-7. Uh, someone's on the front desk 24-7. Uh, there's no steps. You have elevators uh, if you're not living on the main floor. Uh, and your food is provided to you uh, and services are provided to you. And and somebody comes and changes your bed for you every week and gives you fresh uh, uh, towels and linen and, and uh, straightens up a little bit uh, for you. Those kind of things. And so uh, you don't have yard work. And you don't have to clean up much. You do have to keep things straight, I hope. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where if you're trying to take care of someone, guess what? That makes your ability to care for somebody so much easier because you don't have all that other stuff that you have to do. Um, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And it also allows you to stay together, um, it, you know, because you're in the same apartment, if you will, uh, and if you have to leave, uh, you know, to, you know, do something that you want to do, your spouse is still in a safe environment. Uh, and there are other folks who you've getting, gotten to know, and people are looking out for your spouse just in case, you know, um, uh, there's a, 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 an issue. It can be resolved very quickly. So uh, what I'm getting at is there are an awful lot of folks, as we get older, where independent living is, is really a very viable and appropriate option. And then, uh, of course, there are a lot of folks who think that independent living is only for those folks who are 100%. You know, that they're, you know if, if you think about an over-55 community where, yes, everybody's a little older, but everybody's in great health and doing everything for themselves, and, you know, it's just the life of the party, whatever. The fact is, is independent living is a combination of folks who are in good health and folks who need a little bit of help and oftentimes folks who need a good bit of help. But uh, in other words, every independent living of uh, community that I'm aware of offers care, you know, where somebody can come by and give you your medication or help you get dressed or help you get in bed at night or whatever. And another advantage to independent living is that when you add on services like that, it's much, much less expensive than if you have to hire somebody to come to your house to do the same thing. And you say, well, how can it be less expensive? Well, it's real simple. If you're at home, home care agencies normally have a three or four hour minimum charge. So somebody comes by, helps you for 30 minutes and sits around for three and a half hours and you pay them $150. Whereas if you're in a facility like an independent living, they come by and help you for 15 minutes and it, maybe it costs you 15 or $20. But the point is, is, is that you can get the help you need at a much lower cost. And that's a huge advantage for an awful lot of folks who need a little bit of assistance, and in some cases, a lot of assistance. 
It's all about judging your situation and putting yourself in the best place as possible and understanding that there are benefits to independent living and what those benefits are, as Bill mentioned, you know, being in a central place and having access to care fast and at a rate that is kind of customized to what you need can be beneficial. That's why it's important to explore those options. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about Bill, you can go online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is where you can go to schedule an appointment with Bill or to learn more about Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning, Bill's got webinars coming up on Wednesday, July 13th. That's the next set. You can register online for free if you'd like to attend, and you can do so from the comfort of your own home. WGALaw.com is where you can go or call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill or to attend his free webinars that are happening on Wednesday, July 13th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, financial assistance that may be available to you, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw.com is where you can go. Click on the Seminars button so that you can register for Bill's free seminars happening Wednesday, July 13th. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about issues facing seniors and also the advantages provided by independent living. And Bill, you've gone through a number of advantages here, and it's, it's something that for those who it would benefit them, they should really consider. Uh, no question about it. And and so in terms of what type of facility you might choose, you'll, you'll find very quickly is that there are, particularly in an area like Raleigh, um, there are numerous options, numerous uh, price uh, points, uh, for, depending on what you're looking for. And, of course, so, some couples uh, want to go to um, – uh, a, a you know a place a community uh, simply because they're you know they they they're ready to retire they might even be in their 60s uh, they've retired and they're looking for an easier lifestyle where they don't have to maintain the house and those kinds of things and they may also be looking for a place where they can age together no matter what happens and for those folks a continuing care community may very well be uh, what they want, particularly if they can afford it. Now, most, not all, uh, of the continuing care communities, and that means con by continuing care, they start with independent living, they have independent living with care, they have assisted living, they have memory care, and they have nursing care. Uh, so they provide at all or most all of those different levels of, of care. 
Uh, most of the continuing care communities do have a fairly substantial upfront charge. And that upfront charge can be, you know, for a couple, it might be $125,000 to $250,000. And it's going, whoa, that's a lot of money. And so then the question is, do you get it back? <laughs> and in some communities, you get some of it back. In other communities, you get all of it back, depending on, you know, the type of buy-in arrangement. And the point is, is that they're all different. So you have to explore and see what the financial uh, risks are when it comes to that. Now, the first thing I would tell you is never just assume that because it has good reputation that that's where you want to be uh, because, uh, frankly, you may buy in and, and not like it once at, at all. And if you've paid a whole bunch of money to get there, then the question is, how fast can you get your money back? Uh, I had uh, good friends who are clients who just uh, uh, just a, a few months ago went into one of the nicest places uh, around uh, down in the Pinehurst area and paid a whole bunch of money to get in. Um, and, um, and this was a situation where the wife's in great health and the husband was having uh, some issues, but, you know, he still could do much for himself, but they thought that would be a good idea. Fact is, once they got there, the wife was miserable. The husband was fine with it, but the wife was just miserable. So guess what? They're, they're getting out. They've given their 30 days notice. And fortunately for them, um, to the best of their knowledge, uh, after the once they move out, uh, they'll get all their money back. Uh, but fact is, many of the facilities are not like that. So you have to be extremely careful. There are also a lot of facilities that offer both independent living and assisted living, okay? And a lot of those, there's no buy-in at all. Uh, you know, you have a small administrative charge to do the paperwork, and then you it's a month-to-month. And one of the things that I have discovered uh, is the fact that the monthly price at these places tend to be very similar uh, at the buy-in facilities, communities, as to the ones that you don't buy into. In other words, the monthly cost is almost the same. Uh, It can vary based on the quality and newness and that sort of thing. But uh, the the fact is, is that uh, sometimes uh, some of the facilities are even less expensive than the ones that you buy into. So, and in this area, there's just so many options. And then there are facilities that only offer independent living and independent living with care. Now, for uh, a, a lot of folks, uh, you know, I do have a preference um particularly those who have a modest nest egg, they can't afford those buy-ins, but the fact is they can, because they have reasonably good income, afford uh, the non-buy-in facilities that are very, very nice. We have some really beautiful facilities that are not buy-ins in this area. Um, And and then um, 
there are those facilities that only offer independent living, and they're they're not buy-in either. It's a month to month. Well, that's a real advantage. Because if you don't like it, you can give your 30 days notice and move back to your home or move to an, another facility where you may like it a whole lot more. And quite frankly, um, I have a preference for those folks that don't offer assisted living. They only offer independent living. And if you think about it, there's a reason that I like it that way. Because if you're in a facility that only offers independent living with care, they have no incentive to force you to move to assisted living because you need a little more care. And so from my perspective, you can add on more care, generally much less expensively, uh, at an independent living facility than go into any assisted living facility. And in most cases, even when you're healthy, you get 80% of what assisted living gives you. And if you add on care, then it keeps you, you can stay independent, which is really nice for people, uh, while um, getting all the care that you actually need at a, at a reasonable cost that's even less than what assisted living would cost you most of the time. Now, to me, for those folks who actually need assistance or need a safe environment, um, it's it's a huge step up for them that, that oftentimes they can afford and that you don't realize that you can afford it. So that is really something. Now, I know I have to take another break, but I, I want to talk about how to find the right one for you if, if you're interested. That really is the key, uh, finding the one that you're comfortable with and feel most at home, as you alluded to, Bill, that you know the longer that you can avoid paying for assisted living, if independent living can prolong or delay that for you, then that's a wonderful option for you. We're going to get more into that. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about Bill, head on over to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. That's where you can learn more about him, where you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance that could be available to you, that's the best place to go. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more about Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, July 13th. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. That's the phone number. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander thank you so much for joining us today i'm jason kong here with bill alexander and today we're talking about independent living and bill we've gone over a lot of the advantages of independent living and we're now going to get into a discussion of how do we find a, a independent living situation that fits us best uh, no question about it and, and um so when you think you 
that this would be a good option for you. Or, or for a lot of seniors, it might be that your children are harassing you because, Mom, you're not safe here. We, we you know, and, and it's like, come live with us. And you're saying, I don't want to live with you. <laughs> you know, and, and quite frankly, there are, there are some folks who would love to live with one of their uh, children, normally because their grandchildren there. But uh, the fact is, is that one of the disadvantages of going to live with one of your children is that oftentimes they don't live in the same community that you do. And quite, and I learned this from my mother, but the fact is, is that when you move outside your, your uh, community that you've lived for a long time, uh, number one, you you're moving to a new place and you've lost your identity. People don't know you. They have no clue your history or what you enjoy or, or uh, anything else about you. Uh, your church is no longer there, your, your friends, your, you know, those kind of things. So your children become the center of your social life. And for some folks, that's perfectly fine. But for a lot of us, that would be painful. Okay, so the fact is, is that independent living, maybe it's close by where, you know, you can see your family frequently, but they're not your all when it comes to your social life. And and my mother taught me that because I said, Mom, why don't you move to Raleigh with us? And it was like, no way, uh, it, you know. And, and quite frankly, she needed a safe environment at the time, but finally she made her up her own mind and moved to a continuing care community and loved it. In fact, because she was living alone, and she was one of those who was a widow and lonely, and was very social and loved to be around people. When once she moved, I, I can't tell you how many times I heard, "Bill, I wish I'd done this five years ago." And the fact is, she should have done it five years uh, earlier. And and it, quite frankly, when she moved, it gave her a better attitude. It put years on her life, and she was happy. And that was what was so important to us, other than being in a safe environment. Um, and, and what, and of course, I can also look at my brother, who my brother, of course, uh, had traumatic brain injury, dementia. His short-term memory was bad. His mobility issues were pretty severe as well, and he thrived in independent living, even with short-term memory issues. And he was by himself; he didn't have a spouse looking after him. But, you know, he was welcomed with open arms into an independent living community. And as his health got worse, we added on care, and it was wonderful. Uh, I mean, truthfully, last couple years of his life, he could have been in a, a nursing home, but quite frankly, we could afford for him to have the extra care. And the facility was all about keeping him there, uh, with the care that he needed, and he felt independent. He enjoyed being around the people that he knew, uh, and all of his needs were taken care of, and he was about 60 seconds away from the hospital. So, you know, there were tons of, of advantages for him. But how to select one? Well, sometimes it comes down to finances, what you can afford, but you will find that there are lots of options in this area, 
modestly priced to very expensive. So, you know, obviously that is a key concern for many, many people. But to me, the the best description I can say in terms of how to find the right one is not necessarily where you know you have a friend who's gone there or those kinds of things, because your friend might be there and miserable, but at the same time, or they might be there and happy. But the, the, the fact is, is the best way to do it is to visit in the same way that you would visit a church. You know, because, and I know everybody out there who's ever moved and had to find a new church knows exactly what I'm talking about, because you go visit a church, and in a lot of instances, you go in, and you feel like the sanctuary is icy, people aren't friendly, you don't feel welcomed, Uh, you know, it's just sort of like, eh, this is not our kind of place. And you feel that pretty quick. Well, or you go into a, an, another church, and it's like this is home. You know, everybody is embracing you. It's wonderful. You feel comfortable. You're around people like yourself, uh, and um, that makes all the difference in the world when you're picking a home. And an independent living community is like that. So, fact is. Uh, that to me is the best way to visit frequently, not just one visit. To have meals, know the quality of the food, um, and the type of people that you would be around. Uh, don't let your children pick a place out for you. Uh, they they can easily pick the wrong place where you would be miserable. You have to pick it out yourself. And okay, maybe it's a few miles farther down the road than where your children would like you to be, but it's a matter of being comfortable with the people because, you know, it, it it's not necessarily a matter of money. Oftentimes, it's a matter of being comfortable there. And sometimes you're more comfortable in a less expensive place because you're around your people as opposed to someplace that might be fancier with more, you know, that's more expensive, even though if you can afford it, it may not be the right place for you. Um, So, and another issue might be tolerance. And what I mean by that is this. Um, My mother was in a place where if you needed a wheelchair, you couldn't be an independent living. Well, I think that's the silliest rule I've ever heard. Now, you know, you'd go to supper and there'd be a hundred walkers around because people were using their walkers. But the fact is, is that if you needed a wheelchair in that particular facility, you couldn't um, stay in independent living. Well, that was awful. Well, you know, otherwise my mother loved it, but she never needed a wheelchair. uh, So that worked, but that's where I call tolerance. Or... Uh, is it a place that will allow you to stay as long as you have the care you need? Uh, and s- some places are very tolerant, like where my brother was. Uh, other places are much less tolerant, where if you get to a certain point in your life, they basically want you to move on. So that tolerance piece and what they allow in the facility is really, really important. So, I mean, some places will allow you to have wheelchairs and electric wheelchairs and, you know, basically any appliance that you need. Other places have restrictions, and you want to know about that in advance. 
uh, most independent living places allow you to have one pet. And that's really important to singles because most of us who are single have a pet. And in most places, you can take a pet. Uh, but there are other places that don't allow pets, and you need to know that in advance because, you know, that's an important consideration. So it's a matter of finding the place where you are comfortable and you know it going in. And if you've, if you've done your research, it's highly likely that when you uh, find your place, you will love it. And that's really important. That is often the key, is making sure that you're doing the research to find the place where you fit best. And that requires doing some legwork on the front end. And you don't want to be in a situation where uh, you're rushing or having to do something um, when it, maybe it's, it, the timing is it's not right. And maybe you, you've come to regret your decision because you didn't put that work in on the front end. That's why it's important to do that. And that's also why it's important to make sure that you check out Bill's webinars. If uh, you need to, if you see a situation where long-term care may be in your future, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to get your research done early and to be fully prepared. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. The next set of webinars that Bill has is happening on Wednesday, July 13th. Again, you can learn more about about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits that may be available to you. You can also learn more about asset protection and trust planning. Head on over to WGALaw.com to learn more. A quick break and back with more of this is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're just about to head out. Bill, any parting shots before we go? One little parting shot, and that is if you're looking at a buy-in facility, continuing care, us when you go in, make sure you know how you would get your money back if you didn't like it and needed to leave. Um, make sure that, I mean, assume that you're not going to like it and you're going to want to leave within two months so you know what the financial considerations are because there are a percentage of people out there that do will not like it and will want to leave. And you want to make sure you're not one of those or that you don't get screwed when you leave. Having uh, Being able to get your money back in a situation that you're not happy with is very, very important. Don't forget you can go to WGALaw.com to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, July 13th. Just click on the Seminars button at the top of the page of WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today. We hope you will join us again next weekend. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.